Hey M&Ms, it's Jonah Price with Mindful Meets Messy, and we need to ask you for a huge favor. If you could subscribe and send us a review here on iTunes and SoundCloud, that helps new listeners find our podcast so that we can continue to give you that great content of being mindful and messy. And if you want to take your support a little bit further, you can share our podcast on your social media. We love hearing from your friends and family about our podcast and getting their feedback, which you can email us at mindmeetsmess at gmail.com. Thank you for being a dedicated listener, and let's get this podcast started. So I need a vent, Carlos. I need a vent because I realized I was upset with you this past week, and I realized that I couldn't be. Oh, wait. Hold completely. On. Hold on. I'm going to stop you right there. It sounds like it's getting better, but the first sentence, I'm upset with you. It's, it takes me to back to childhood flashbacks of my dad. Carlos, sit down. We need to talk. Oh, God, lecture time. Go ahead, Jonah. <laughs> well, so I can't, that's the thing is I can't lecture you, but it was definitely very frustrating after asking you to edit the podcast. It was just the fact that you deleted everything. Hello and welcome back to Mindful Meets Messy. My name is Jonah Price. And I'm Carlos Mendoza. So, yeah, dude, I'm still mad at you. Yeah, I know. Look, listen, Jonah, I know you're angry and frustrated at me, but I had a rough week. Um, one of my college professors passed away. Well, okay. That, that's not, that's not even, I don't, that's not fair. Like, you can't, that went zero to dark really fast. Yeah, I know. I just pulled the, the death card. I'm sorry, but there it is. Okay, well, I, I can't veer away. Let's talk about it then. Can we? Is that cool? I figured that like this platform could, could kind of be good for me for some therapy and just venting. Sure. Okay. I mean, I, I'll, put, I'll put away what I want to talk to you about just that we can do this. Because as much as I am frustrated with you, I, I'm still your friend. I, yes. I, I I would consider it that. And I also acknowledge that the you, you want to talk about being frustrated and angry, and I definitely want to get back into it, and then we can we could, we could really resolve what's happening, but I feel like I need to talk about this first and then and then move on. Okay, so who, who was this person? Um, so this was um, one of my college professors for theater, for acting. His name is Mohammed Kowser. And this is the Facebook posting that I read um, just recently about his untimely death. Um, this is how I found out. So sorry to report our beloved friend Mohammed Kalzer passed away suddenly in Tehran. It is with great sadness that I write to you this morning as I learn of Muhammad's untimely death in Tehran. It is my understanding that in an accident, he fell from a fifth-story building from his apartment building in Tehran early Sunday morning. Undoubtedly, this will come as shocking news as it has with me. Muhammad is one of our most passionate knowledgeable and engaged members of the faculty who never did anything halfway, whether it was teaching a class, directing a play, or having a conversation with any of us. I miss him already. And that was a message from 
um, one of the the teachers um, that I that I'm connected with on social media. So that's how I found out about his death. Um, um, can can I ask you like, so I, I noticed there's a lot in there about his character, but h- how did he affect you? Like, what 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 really made you drawn to him, or why 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 do you care about him? I guess he's one of those teachers that I think some of us are fortunate enough to have that really light a fire under our ass. I was starting school for theater in college, really, you know, half invested in the other half of me was really just chasing girls and parties. And um, having him as a professor and just the way he, just the way he exhibited his passion for theater was contagious and it not only riled me up and got me focused but it did so for a lot of people and by by a lot of people i mean screw-ups just like i was i consider myself a half screw-up so he really he wasn't just a he really just wasn't a theater teacher but he was a mentor he was he was someone who cared about his students and really wanted to make a change so this is a video uh that i found on youtube of him speaking passionately and giving direction in an acting class. I am looking at you and you keep on receding into the far distance and uh, you make it personal and uh, only a relationship in the immediacy of just a person who's, from, uh, who's standing in front of you. Whereas you have to project your personality and project the delivery of your mind all the way to there and never forget that it is an over until you hit the last word of your sentence because you're telling a story. So that was just a quick little, quick little soundbite of him expressing to these students, these acting students, what it means to be on stage and what it means to be a story, a storyteller. Um, I don't know if you if you felt the emotion from him or or the conviction or just the the care, the passion. You know, the, the the pure passion of what he's trying to convey. Um, and it's funny because, like, for me personally, those are the people, even, th- they can be yelling, but they, you can see the the joy of, like, someone doing something successfully. It doesn't have to be right or wrong, but it's that that drive, seeing the drive of someone trying and trying. And I feel like, I, not to bring this back to myself, but as a coach, real recognize real. Right. Mm-hmm. So I always wanted that from my uh, players or as a teacher, I always wanted that from my students. So when I see that in a teacher or a professor that they want me to go succeed further, it always motivates me. And it's just so cool to that you have something that we could share and uh, that I could even get a glimpse of, you know, his character and who he is. Yeah. You mentioned that. uh that through his yelling, he demonstrated all these all these qualities, right? All, for for caring and for passion. That wasn't even him yelling. So he was known in the department <laughs> to be like you would you would know his classroom was happening if you could hear it from a, the other side of the building. He was known for being the loudest professor. And in this in this clip that you just heard, that was him in normal tone, in normal voice. Oh, that so that's just that's just how he talks. That's, that that was normal. That that's normal. Um I I can't I can't think of a 
of a professor. Like I have professors uh-huh. that I definitely look up to, but none that um, none that really yelled at. Well, I had one that yelled at me, but not not that wasn't endearing. Wasn't it, endearing. In it was. Way. It was scarier. No, it was. It was like yeah. It was like okay. I I don't like you. Um, yeah, <laughs> you were being scolded. Yeah, you're being scolded. And the funny thing is, in college, right? Because uh-huh. that's the only place I went to school was in college. And I was like 15. I was like, why am I being scolded? I'm in college. She actually threatened detention. Was this also like in an acting class or what? No, it was actually an, it was an art class though. It was a design and composition. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, uh, man, not good stuff. That's funny because now I see you and you have like we're 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 in your room studio right now and you have like all these new drawings and artworks that you've been working on. <laughs> So I don't know. Have you been repressing this for this long and now have decided to pick up the pencil again? No, I've, I've always done art. Um, I just never thought I was any good. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't think I am that. I'm actually probably not that good, but I'm definitely learning to draw and learning to get things uh, to look the way I want them. Yeah. And what, you know, learning what my style is and what I enjoy to do. So. And then... To give you compliments, they look pretty good. You're you're on your way. So I guess to say that back then in school, your teacher didn't think so. No. So design and composition is uh is very very simple kind of art, right? It's like colors and tones and being able to match tones and being able to use contrast to get different looks out of it, right? You want transparencies, which is basically mixing two colors so it looks like whatever item that you uh, draw or paint, it looks like you're seeing through it, right? Mm. So it gives that effect. Stuff like that. It's, it's 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 a lot of color color tones and trying to figure out how color works in a 3D space on a 2D an actual 2D image. Right. Um, they have some of that, and it's all about how you use colors. Mm-hmm. Um, but definitely the passion's different, right? She didn't have the passion for teaching and threatened attention on all of us, so we would just go out and get McDonald's. Whereas this guy. Uh, that was your teacher definitely seemed engaged in his students on making them better, which is really cool. That doesn't happen very often. It doesn't. Um, and like you, it's it's genuine, and you know it's genuine when you're not the only one who thinks this about this man. Um, it, social media was flooded with um, everyone who had him as a teacher recognizing his genius, his passion, his love for theater. Um, and a lot of people posted their personal stories and their personal encounters with, with Muhammad. So it was really nice to see, to see these people kind of keep his, his legacy and his memory alive. That's really cool, man. I'm, uh, so how, how did you feel when you heard about this happening? Like what, 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 what did you get? What was the process for you? I think a universal thing that happens when death and you tell, and you tell me if I'm, if, if it's not universal, but I think universal thing is first you, you don't believe it. You're in denial or it's surreal. Um, you really question if it really happened. And so that was my, my first process of thought. Then it was curiosity. How did how did he die? How did he pass away? Was he sick? I've always known him to be a healthy guy. <laughs> I have this really great memory. He he always so he lived near campus and he would always he'd have this scooter that he would ride into campus every day, rain rain or shine. 
He was a scooter guy. He was a scooter guy. And he you know, had this, this your... top hat that he would wear. He had a bald head, but he always had his top hat and a scooter. He was the Middle Eastern Indiana Jones. Is, is Okay, is that a thing? Like, there, Is there like always a scooter person on campus? Because there's a few scooter people on my campus. Really? Not, not you, te- had, you had some too? But not teachers. Like, oh, okay. Like there's, just, like there's only a few people that do the scooter thing. Right. I mean, and it's usually it's like, kids, you yeah, know? Yeah. It's a select group of people. But uh, yeah, there's always a scooter guy. No, he was he was serious about his scooter, man. That was that was his vehicle. That was his baby. That was it. Um, but you know what? I I, I definitely want to keep his spirit going and alive. So I want to go ahead and call a friend of mine um, from college that that has some stories that I think he could share for for everyone to to get more of a, a glimpse of who he was. You know what? He's actually on the line right now. We don't even have to call him. Oh. He called in already. Yeah, here he is. Hey, Danny. What up, what up? Hey. Welcome to Mindful Meets Messy. Carlos wanted to call you because we wanted to ask you to share any stories you might have about uh, Muhammad, our late professor. Oh, I do. Uh, let's just say at this point in my college career, I wasn't the best student in the world. We had um, our midterm paper. And if I remember correctly, the night before my midterm paper was supposed to be due, which I hadn't started, I believe uh, a Mr. Carlos Mendoza came over to my apartment and decided to hang out and have some drinks. Uh, yeah, so I remember like writing this essay, starting at like 1 a.m. And like, I've, I've had a few drinks, so who knows how coherent <laughs> this essay actually was. This might have just been like my drunk ramblings. So I turned in Muhammad. It's out of mind. A week later, and I'm, I'm talking to some people, and I see this guy scootering up to me. Now, I should tell you, Muhammad always scooter, like a legit scooter. Think of a Razor scooter, but like one that you could go off-roading with. <laughs> so I see this dude staring me straight in the eye, like probably like 30 yards away from me, scooting up to me in the hallways. And he, like, literally, like, I still remember, like, to break, he didn't, like, get off. He, like, swerved the tail end toward me. He was also Iranian, and this is what his accent sounded like to me. Mr. Ford, have you read your essay? No. I have. And let me tell you something. You may be articulate on the stage, but you are inarticulate. In the classroom. Shepa. And then he scooters away from me. And I'm just like, what? <laughs> I just had my world rock. And like everyone knew that he had like this one thing that he did because like he didn't believe in government. So he had this like one day where um, he just like took a dollar bill from people and just like ripped it up in front of our faces. Shepa. It doesn't mean anything. You're ripping up money now, man. <laughs> yeah, th- I remember that. That was part of his lesson plan. That was, he, I think he did that once we got to a certain section of theater history. And every class, yeah. every class that he taught, every year, he did that as part of the curriculum. And I, I forget what the, like, what his points were about it. But that's what it was, is that we give value to this paper. We give value to whatever we believe in. And I think it was just a, like a passionate perspective that he had on on acting and theater right. and all that and that was that was his example of what we give value 
And I've had a, a lot of conversations with uh, Middle Eastern people about money, and we'll talk about government, and it's like, yeah, we do put we put a lot of value on pieces of paper. We put a lot of value into an economy that's n- fake, right? It's all of our money's imaginary, and so bringing that to your professor on stage, I could see how it's what you create value. You can also create value for someone else, right? You can. You can uh, you can influence value with acting and with stage and storytelling, and stories are valuable. I agree. Follow that thread of passion. I know I know you're killing it out there in L.A. I'm gonna I'm gonna do the same over here, man. Really appreciate you calling in to the podcast. Well, thank you for having me. Yeah, no problem, man. See you, dude. All right, peace. And if you ever want to be on Mindful Me, it's messy. You can always share your story at seven six zero eight five 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 six zero one, or you can email us at mindmeetsmess at gmail Having this just happen recently to me, experiencing a professor passing away has really brought a certain type of perspective to my life in that I didn't realize how influential and a big part of my artistry was affected by by Muhammad's life. He really brought value into what it means for me to appreciate relationships and people that guide me along my life. So in in a way, I'm very saddened to hear about his death and his passing, but I'm also very encouraged and happy to now be celebrating what he was for me. Jonah, has... Has anything ever happened like that for you? Um, change in perspective made by death or I don't know, anything similar to that? You know, it's it, it, that's actually a deep question that I, I can't really wrap my head around. I feel like I need more time to wrap my head around. Mm-hmm. Um, like I did, uh, as I told you um, this past week, I did have an extended family member die um, and she was uh, my uncle's wife's sister so not really direct relation to me in that sense but i did see her often and she had kids and it really hit me because i didn't realize like the effect that it had on my family like i didn't realize that it would have an effect until the effect happened right Mm -hmm. and then i realized i'm hurting because my family is hurting um and so that was that was kind of hard to deal with this past week. It was just kind of sad to hear because there's so much that stems off of that. Um, but I'm trying to think of like something that really, really changed my course and direction. And I think maybe my older brother might have one. See, I remember like the first death I encountered as a child and it happened to be our neighbor. Mm-hmm. Um, and how I remember it is... The neighbor's grandma, and I'm going to try to get my older brother on the line as we're talking about this. Okay. Um, but my neighbor's grandmother came over to our door, um, rang the doorbell. I went over to the door, and my parents had opened the door, and I was peeking from behind the wall. And she said, "It's Alex died. And for me, I was, I was kind of tickled by that because it sounded weird to me. Right. Like I didn't I couldn't believe it. She was a kid. Like, how how did she die? I just saw her last week. And so I ran back to my room and told my elder brother, I'm like, hey, 
Alex's grandmother came over and said something kind of funny. Like, it's kind of weird. Uh, she said Alex died. And uh, my, I know for me, my older brother had a crush on this girl. And it was, you know, we're young. We're like 11 or something. Mm-hmm. He was 11. I was probably like seven, something like that. Right. And so... Um, I don't know how this may have affected him. I just looked over at our producer right now, and it looks like we have your brother on the line. No way. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk to him. Hello? Hey, man, I was wondering if you could talk about um, Alex, uh, you know, our neighbor that died when we were a kid. It's a, it's a, um, it's a memory that I suppress, so I don't remember. Well, so do you want it. me to remind you? Do you need me to remind no. you? No. Obviously, I'm not remembering it for some reason. How did that change you, though? Well, I want to know how it changed. Obviously, you suppressed it, so that changed you. That affected you. I mean, it wasn't like I wasn't sad or anything. But, I mean, I don't know. Have you had someone that you actually loved that you cried? That someone died? No, not yet. I, I don't cry at funerals. By the time I get to a funeral, I'm composed. Well, I mean, I, cry, I cried with Alex, for sure. But it okay. wasn't at the funeral. Well, because we didn't get to see her, that's why. That was so confusing. How was it confusing? Well, because like literally, I it was like maybe a week before we had, we were outside playing around as kids, and then grandma comes over to the door. I remember the grandma comes over to the door, knocks on the door. Mom and dad go to the door. I'm hiding behind uh, the wall, right, looking at the front door, and she says Alex died, and then I run back into our parents' room where you were, and I go, hey, I just heard this really weird thing. I think she said Alex died. Yeah, and we we laughed about it. We were super like, like, ha that couldn't be true. That couldn't be true. And then mom and dad sat us down. And we're like, yeah, so Alex died. And I was like, that's what? I was just confused because it didn't seem real. I don't remember any of that. <laughs> what do you remember? <laughs> Nothing. I just remember going to a funeral. And then after that, we had like a doctor's appointment. I kind of was i got i broke down at the doctor's appointment that's the only thing that i remember of that all right well i'll talk to you later everybody peace so there's a lot of things in that call um that i realized about my brother the suppressing stuff i didn't know i didn't know that because i really have a vivid memory of what happened and uh as you can see he doesn't and yeah, man, that definitely affected me. That was the first time I had dealt with death head-on from a friend, like someone mm. someone that I played with every day, you know? Almost every day, not quite every day. It also seemed like you had this really visceral experience about how your brother had perceived it. And during that call, it seemed like, I mean, like your brother called it out. He said he repressed it. And I could tell that he did. So, you know, it's that old expression. I'm not going to quote it because I actually don't remember it. But it's that old expression where it's you say a lot even when you don't say anything. Right. And that's that's what I got from from listening to your brother talk about it. All right. So after listening to my brother talk about it, I would say there's been... I think there's that 2020 hindsight that you have. Like you don't realize how much people have affected you until you start seeing it like day to day um for example my great grandma she died 
Um, I actually had, I got an opportunity to spend time with my great grandma and I always remembered Oreos being in the drawer and uh, literally, dude, we walked in, we went to my great grandma's house to help her clean up because there, it just was a horrible living situation and how things were laid out. But she's a very, lot of strong women in my family, Mm -hmm. a lot of strong women. And I remember walking into her house and she was drinking Coke with a bag of chips for breakfast. She was having that for breakfast. Oh, that's great. OG grandma. And we're like, what are you doing? And she started blaming my uncle. And I'm like, it's, what are you talking? That's you. You're eat. I saw you eating them. And then like we were cleaning her house and she gets up this, mind you, it's an 80, like mid eighties woman getting up on a chair to clean a high microwave. Like this microwave's on the cabinets. Like, what are you doing, mm-hmm. right? And so that strength I do realize I do have. I do have that strength and I do have that resilience to no matter what other people are saying, to still continue on and try to be helpful, try to uh, take care of myself and do those kinds of things. So um, I think I do realize that I have been affected in many ways like that 2020 hindsight. Yeah, it's a, it's a very special thing when we do come to the realization that something was a profound experience for us. Um, I think something that I'm going to work on going forward is realizing those moments sooner. And the only thing that comes close to how I can compare my thought process is has to do with an office episode. Mm. And has to do a spoiler alert if you haven't seen The Office. Oh, you should have seen it by now. If you're yeah. not watching it, better finish that before it gets off of Netflix. It's it's the last episode where Andy is talking to the camera for the one of the very last times. And he's, he's talking about how much love he has for his coworkers and all the friends he made. And he ends by saying, I wish there was a way to know that you're in the good old times before you've actually left. Mm-hmm. So, um, thank you for listening. Thank you for letting me, um, not vent, but express my pain and my joy for what's, what's happened, uh, these last couple weeks. And for also thanking you for sharing also what you've gone through. Thanks, man. Um, now I am ready to receive the anger and frustration that Jonah Price has with me. Oh gosh. Okay. So you... I gave you the editing for the podcast, mm-hmm. and I know I said I de- you deleted everything. That's not necessarily true. Um, and I was super frustrated because the podcast episode that we just did, the, the competition one, um, I had you edit it, and I didn't even think about it. And then I realized pressure was on me because it, we, it was our first sponsored episode. And... I released it to you, and then you sent it back, and then I asked for the raw file where we record everything, and so I couldn't even remix it to get levels to be where they are. And then you know what I realized? Is that you haven't really edited, and we haven't really sat together to edit before. 
And so I just realized I had all of this frustration as I'm trying to work through this episode and I got to post this episode and I was like, Carlos couldn't give me the information I needed and he's not texting me back and all that, blah, 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 blah. And then I re- it settled on me. I was like, well, he, how would he know? <laughs> How would he know? And to and to give the, the listeners more context as well, um, it was my first time editing in the style that we edit for for this podcast for for Mindful Meets Messy. Um, I do have some experience editing in general in with with audio and with with um, film footage and et cetera, et cetera. But of course, not to the extent that that you have. And also not with the style that we have been doing this podcast. And so, yes, there were a lot of things that were different and a lot of things I didn't do that I should have. Um, So I recognize that. um, And, of course, I apologize to you for not doing that. Also, even more insight to what was happening when you were texting me, when you were asking for these things, all the appliances in my house that day – we're falling apart and i was helping my dad fix them all the funniest thing is because you you told me i think it was like the day before i asked you to edit the podcast i had uh i talked to you a little bit and you're like yeah like i need to go find a laundromat because i don't have a washer and dryer Mm -hmm, mm because they're broken and i'm like oh okay and then come to find out, like, every appliance in your house ended up breaking Fridge, that week. oven, washer, dryer, holy moly, dude. I thought, I thought my house was breaking down, and there wasn't even a California earthquake. And also, so, the other thing that I was frustrated with was the fact that you showed up late to the podcast, when it was like, we have to be there before the guests, and the guests were there before Carlos, well, one of them was, because Galen Brown wasn't. Yeah, Galen Brown wasn't. And you know what? We didn't make up fun of him as much as we should have on that podcast because he didn't show up. But apparently he's committing to our soccer team. Oh, yeah. But for... Carlos, yes. let's not get our hopes up because I won't believe it till I see it. But moving on from that, also, it wasn't clear. I didn't also make We didn't make it clear. We didn't have communication for when you should have been there. Um, but I just wanted to kind of give you a background of my conflict resolution because... I have a friend that I've been friends with for 21 years Mm -hmm. and I want to see if we could solve this thing and like talk about it openly. Mm -hmm. And uh, I just want to give you an example of where I'm coming from when I'm resolving conflict. Let's get into it. Hey Odin, uh, thanks for joining us here on Mindful Meets Messy. So the reason why um, I wanted to talk to you on air with Carlos, here's Carlos. Hey, what's up Odin? Hey, how's it going Carlos? Good, good, good man. I'm having an issue with Carlos, and we we have known each other for so long, and we've had the most conflicts out of anybody probably on the planet. Yeah, Odin, I think a relationship of 21 years is, is good enough for me, so. Now, this is what I like to talk about more so than the actual arguments, because the arguments often don't lead it anywhere. Well, yeah, there's, there's one of two things will happen. One, it'll be something that neither of us really care about, or we'll come back to it when both of us have kind of had some time to think about it, cooled down, got emotions out of it, and we'll come back and, and talk it over. Hey, Odin, I, I have a question. How does an argument become an argument with you two? For the most part, it's something that just comes up in conversation that we we have a, a communication breakdown. And at times it'll be, you know, we're saying the same thing just differently due to how Jonah and I are different in our, our personalities and the way we think. 
Now, Jonah, do you agree with what Odin is saying? Of course I agree with what Odin is saying, because I don't want to start an argument right now on the podcast. <laughs> that that would have been kind of ironic. Wouldn't have. <laughs> That's like some podcast inception stuff going on. Okay, so I'm 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 kind of following your thought process, but it would really help and I think it would it would help me and it also would help the audience to if you could you, is it possible if you guys could bring like a real example of an argument? Odin, do you want and, to br- and how you two have navigated through it? I'm gonna I'm gonna ask Odin if we can even bring up the most recent example. Being that I don't remember what it is. Oh go gosh. ahead. Okay. Um Jack of all trades. Right. So, for example, there mm-hmm. was this thing about the jack of all trades, master of none. Now, from from my perspective, jack of all trades is a good thing, but by saying jack of all trades, master of none, and adding that tag, that can, for me is offensive. And so, I was describing this to Odin in the context of jack of all trades as mm-hmm. being a saying. Mm-hmm. I am a jack of many trades, and I have been a professional at most of those trades. And by saying jack of all trades to me means you're someone that's capable of doing many different things. Then adding the master of none means you're just not an expert at any of them. So Jonah, what you're saying is that you like the expression and relate to jack of all trades. However, you would not associate master of none to that same expression. Right. I was saying that they're both the same meaning. As far as I can tell, jack of all trades is a shortened version of jack of all trades, master of none. So if they're based in the same thing, they would have the same meaning. All right. So we went to Webster's Dictionary to uh, define definitions. Jack of all trades, they have two definitions. One is a person that can do passable work at various tasks. And the other definition is a handy, versatile person. And so, uh, Carlos, you have the other one up right now, right? Yeah, I have the definition to jack of all trades, master of none, which is an American idiom. And that definition is... A person who can do many things, but is not an expert in any of them. And so for for me, I was relating this meaning to me. Anyways, there's two definitions for jack of all trades, right? And so in my experience, the one that I relate to is the handy, versatile, pers- versatile person, mm-hmm. not the one that says a person that can do passable work because I, I have never been told I do passable work. Mm-hmm. So when someone says, oh, you, oh, look at you, Renaissance man, jack of all trades, I take that in a positive light, whereas if, when they say master of none, which is usually a dream killer, my parents or people that say I can't do it, when I get paid for what I do, that's when I'm like, okay, then you don't know what you're talking about. Okay, so we got the definitions in. Did this process happen while you and Odin were discussing this? Yes, this process happened while we were discussing it, and it didn't go anywhere. Odin, so with that said... What was our resolve? It wasn't. I think it was resolved. I, I wouldn't say it was. Oh, do you want to resolve it right now? I don't feel like it needs to be continued just because I'm going off of how I'm reading the definitions. You were bringing your personal experience into it, which is always, it's never going to be the same because you're bringing memory and personal stuff into it when I'm just reading the definition itself. So as per the definition, as I read it, which again is how I read it, not how you read it. Um, yes, they have different definitions, but the wording is almost the same, if not the same, just using different words. That's, that's how I see it. So we, you don't think we resolve this? I wouldn't say so. Oh, okay, so that's so, interesting. I just want to see, is is resolving seeing it the same way as the other person? 
Is that what resolving is? No. Oh, okay. So I'm I'm I'm, I'm misunderstanding. I'm misunderstanding because I thought we had an understanding that we didn't see it the same way, and that reason is the reason why I felt it was resolved. Okay, this is great stuff because what I'm getting from all of this, whatever you want to call what's happening right now, is that you both have strong opinions. So I need to explain to the audience here what they would be looking at inside this studio. If you you just see Carlos smirking at me my eyes are lit up like this is a this is a gold mine i'm just trying to understand what odin's saying as carlos is like hey you guys are debating You're like no we're just trying to understand what he's saying can i just do that i mean go for it i mean i i felt like this is this is quickly becoming an argument don't what do you think odin you know this is this is usually when whatever we're talking about either gets dropped or gets figured out so, right, right, and and I and I and I hear you saying that, and then Jonah is also hearing you saying that, but then now he's like putting in his opinion about what resolve is. And are you putting? Wait, whoa, whoa, hold it up! Seems, <laughs> no, and no. it seems like you guys aren't agreeing about that. So I'm like, hold oh, up, hold up, hold up! Are you putting words in my mouth? Here's another debate I, happening. I don't think that's what's happening. Well, I just I just want to understand, like, because I feel like we resolve a lot of things by just being like, okay, it's over. We're not going to talk about it because there's no, there, it's not going anywhere. And I feel like that's an, under and so I'm feeling like that's an understanding that we're not going to come to terms on, like we're we're not going to change each other's opinion on it, and that's okay. I've I've seen just throughout our relationship that you know stuff like this will come up, and we both have we do have strong views. Both of us, you know, have strong views on certain things, and and that's how we see it. But I've also seen that we're willing to let that go if we see truth in what the other one's saying you know we're we're not we're not unmovable if if it's you know if we're wrong so yeah that's it hey odin thanks for uh calling me back i appreciate it and uh yeah we'll talk to you soon odin that was fun man right. let's do that again sometime yeah. all right talk to you later bye Jonah, what is, what is happening? Where am I? What what world I, did I just did you put me in? That is the sound of dreams and souls being sucked out of Jonah. You know, you know what, Carlos. <laughs> <laughs> Even the memory of the frustration I had with you is gone. <laughs> I was going to say, man, you just went through, I don't even know how long that call was, but I think our conversations have been um, not, and not, to, not to bash Odin because that's not what I'm trying to do, but you definitely have a different dynamic with Odin than you do with me. I do. You know what? I can't even explain it anymore. We're always going to be there for each other, which is kind of hard to believe. Like, we are both always surprised how long we've known each other. Mm -hmm. And at this point, I think it's fair to say to the listener, what you heard of that call was only a snippet of the call because the call went on for 30 minutes. That's all. Just, just so you have context of what you just listened to, there was a 30-minute call. I was speechless for most of it. Those times you heard me talking, uh, I, I felt like it was just like, well, I 
I've been listening for a while, so now I should say something. So I just, I just wanted to give you guys context because as a listening audience, you don't get to see everything that happens behind the scenes. And when, when you have long calls like that, we can't always do it live because they go on forever. And I don't know if you'd want to listen to a podcast that goes on forever. So we try to cut it down so we make it reasonable and listenable for your ears, for your listening pleasure. Should I put some echo on that? For your, li- um, yeah, maybe some sounds. For your, like some angels. For your listening pleasure. Um. Anyways. <laughs> yeah, I do think me and Odin do have a very unique relationship. Yes. That we will always be there for each other, um, yes. no matter what. Um, and I, I, I really. I think we resolved it, what we, we talked about. Um, there's just a lot that we do have to go through, and I think bringing the direction of the podcast, now that we are here talking about the podcast with our listeners, and if you guys do have any ideas or what you guys like, you can let us know by letting us know on Instagram um, at mindmeetsmess or emailing us at uh, mindmeetsmess at gmail.com. Now, did we want to get more in depth of our conversation in the truck sure go ahead um just because i saw that being um when comparing with what you explained about you and odin's relationship and also from hearing it just now we you and i have a definitely different approach to how we communicate you know, yeah, we do, and I also think that we, the way we've learned to communicate now, uh, in real life, Carlos helps, Carlos is for all intents and purposes my manager, and uh, he's very good, you are very good at um, being able to resolve conflict and be able to mediate as well as being able to communicate both sides of an idea. And it's always interesting for me because I feel like often I'm really good at that, except with Odin, but we're not talking about Odin anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but I find it interesting because I know I appreciate that I can come to you and I can talk to you about my frustration. And uh, I also know that before I even come to you with my frustration, I need to think about what I'm what I'm going through and what that is. Uh, how that is going to affect the other person. Am I being crazy? Am mm. I just, am I being irrational you because just, I was heated in the moment? Right. Or do I really have valid things? And I thought it would be um, helpful for both of us for me to bring up my frustration with you because it was something I had to learn about myself mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and what I needed to help you with and places I could help you with. As well as I wanted to offer this, which I didn't offer in the truck, is if you know of an area that you, I could help you with, let me know, and then I that way I can uh, give you points because I'm not, I'm going to be missing a ton of things. Often. I would like you to teach me that grasshopper sound. Yes, we'll we will definitely. <laughs> I'm just messing. I'm just messing. <laughs> as long as you teach me how to crick uh, like a dolphin. Oh. I'm gonna... I don't, that, I don't laugh think, like a dolphin. I don't think I can do that. Oh, you can't do that? No. Oh, well, then, <laughs> then I'm taking back the grasshopper That's sound. That's it. 
damn it. <laughs> <laughs> no, man. Uh, I All in all, I appreciate you confronting me about it. Um, obviously, there was, overall, for the people listening, there was just miscommunication between Jonah and I. Um, and so it was on us to talk about it, to figure it out, and to move forward. And that's like, exactly what we did. So thank you, man. It all started with you taking the initiation of of, of all that you know you know what's cool though too is that we were able to talk about the direction of our podcast yeah and what i find interesting is we keep on talking about having all these meetings and we never have these meetings and we <laughs> finally we didn't really have a meeting but we made time for one where we could talk about the direction of the podcast and where we we're gonna go and we also wanted we thought it'd be fair to share it with our audience where we want to go with the podcast and why we believe you w would like to listen um, because we've gone all over the place, right? We've done, we did went to Vegas, we went to Portland and they were okay podcasts, but that, that, that was a thing. And there was something different about those than when we started or even the me too, where there was something that was different that we weren't hitting in those podcasts. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, not just that, but we've also have recorded so much content in such little time that to your point, we haven't even scheduled legit meetings to talk about things like this, to talk about the direction of the podcast or what our strengths are or weaknesses are. Or even how to how we should edit. We haven't created any systems <laughs> right, together. Right, we've none. really just been people of action so far, which is crazy cool because that's one thing in a lot of projects I've done. Right, I've been in a band. I've done a film. I've done I've done so many different things, and they all fall flat because people don't take action and they only talk about it. And it's so weird to have someone that's my co-host to take action on something with me right and then and then they keep following through and you keep on expecting like it just to dissolve eventually and it doesn't and you're totally on board and it's realizing that trust that having another person on board like this is this is this is actually happening yeah we we've been meeting every week and recording a podcast like today's episode we've been with each other working on this one for about four hours maybe even more five hours we're going on five to six hours Ooh. now so I mean, we, we, wanted to, we really want to give you guys quality content and we want to be able to learn ourselves as well as give you that opportunity, opportunity to learn through us without having to learn those things yourselves um, through your own experiences and maybe even be able to teach us, come back and teach us what you've learned. And we think we figured out a system of why that works yeah through through that sit down and talking about our past episodes and these strengths and weaknesses we've all come back to one thing and what really makes us tick what we find the most passions in are our relationships with one another our relationships with other people our relationships with events with experiences, you know, markers of life that we connect to, giving personal testimonies. That's really 
the foundation of, of us as individuals. We love learning about stories. We love talking to people about their stories and their passions and how they've become the person who they are. And when we when we have guests and we try to like make it happen, it doesn't work the same. It doesn't mean it's not good and it doesn't mean our guests aren't good. What it is, I think it's more so of a reflection of how much work we've put in the podcast and not how lazy we've gotten, but how overworked we've become. And we started to lose, I think, that personal touch of this is who we are and we want to be able to expose that and speak openly about who we are as people. And... I can't wait because this now gives us a direction where we can talk about uh, our own personal stories as well as learn about other personal stories um, from other people and grow. And when we travel, we can give those personal testimonies like Heather and Jared uh, in Portland. And it was those experiences are what uh, I think can be so encouraging in so many different ways and motivating. Yeah. And it's, uh, the thing that connects, I believe, that connects me and you, Jonah, is that, number one, we're people that love to learn, right? It's never it's never been about forcing our opinion and making a statement about something. It's always been about, well, let's get the right people in the room and let's be curious together. Mm. And I think like that example of Portland... Um, and even having our, our like a very mindful callers call in. Um, shout out to to my friend Ariella, your friend now as well too. Yeah, she's awesome. Um, but also your friends as well. Odin calls in a lot, um, which really talk about it makes us become very introspective about ourselves, but also introspective about other perceptions that we haven't really navigated through. And what is life if you don't learn? Right? What is life if you stay in the same? spot over and over repeating the same thing you're you're living a life of insanity i mean the definition of insanity right what is it you don't you don't want to you don't want to say what it is i don't know that's a saying this uh, like doing the same a, thing over and over expecting a different res- result say that again it's it's doing the same thing over and over expecting a different result Right. right. I, I wasn't sure if you were asking me a question or if you were leading me to something. I was leading you to okay. actually give the definition, okay. but I'll give the definition. Thank then. you. We, we were doing so well. <laughs> it was like this give and take, and it kept on I going. Wasn't, I wasn't sure what approach you were using. Um, but, I mean, if we're, if we're living life constantly that way and doing the same thing over and over, we are living the definition of insanity, and that's... Mm. I want to grow. You mm-hmm. want to grow. Mm-hmm. And I think our guests, and that's the community we're trying to approach, is a community that wants to grow. And we want to learn from that community as well. So thank you for listening to us because I can't believe the listenership that we have gotten so far with this without us even blasting it out. So thank you for listening to Mindful Meets Messy. And Invite more people, uh, share, like, subscribe, all of that stuff, and give us your feedback because it is you. We are we want to do this with you. We're not doing it for not only for ourselves, but we're doing it with you because we're growing as a community. Not only are we also, you know, headed in the direction of those personal stories and personal testimonies, but if I may, Jonah, and you could cut me off if this is totally inappropriate. But we both agree that 
we definitely want to exhibit our artistic backgrounds, right? So there might be some episodes where you can, uh, I don't want to give too much away, Jonah, but can I, can we give something, something? See, I don't want to get people's hopes up. But see, by, by also, by also speaking it and putting it out into the universe, that I lights know. a fire under us to actually do it. I know. And I'm scared of that right now. Well, which but you know why, what? What? I look in the face of danger and say, let's do it. All right. Go, I'll, Carlos. You, you do the honors. So me and Carlos are working on a podcast that is, I don't know if it's going to blow you away. No. We're, it, I don't know even know when it's going to come out. So we can't even put a date on this yet. But we want to do a podcast that exhibits our talents of rapping and singing and give you a mindful meets messy musical. Is that too much? Did I give too much away? Uh, I don't know. Let's let's keep it and then and then listen to it and see how it sounds. It sounds like a lot of work and it sounds very scary. <laughs> but no, yes, uh, we have been working on it right now. We're definitely in the early stages of development. Um, but that is something that we both are curious and interested in following and in, and in producing for everyone. And before we wrap this whole episode up, I want to thank, uh, everybody that came on the show with us for being here and, uh, helping us discover so many different things as we went through, we went through a lot of topics today and, um, for me personally, I love this show because I constantly get to learn from Carlos and everyone that calls in. So if you're a listener, you can always contact us at 760-855-5601 or you can email us at mindmeetsmess at gmail.com. But before we go, we usually do our whole deuces thing. We'll do that after this clip that uh, Carlos is going to introduce. This is Professor Mohammed Kalser giving me one last lesson here on the podcast. Um, it is a lesson that is given to actors, but is very easily translated for life. Here's Muhammad. What you are saying. You cannot electrify the audiences if you do not electrify yourselves. You can only start by electrifying yourself as a performer, and then you will electrify the audience. And this has been Mindful Meets Messy. I'm Jonah Price. And I'm Carlos Mendoza. And you can follow us on our social media at... On Instagram as Carlos D. Mendoza. On Instagram and Snapchat, I'm Jonah Price, as well as Price Jonah on everything else. And you can email us at... MindMeetsMess at gmail.com. If you ever want to call in, you can call us at 760-855-5601. We want to thank you guys for listening, and special thanks to... Danny Ford. As well as... Professor Mohammed Kalzer. And my brother Jacob Price, as well as Odin Sniker. So thank you guys for calling in and thanks for being a part of this podcast. We will catch you next time. Deuces.